Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. Uh, we've tiptoed into the first week of May, um, still in lockdown, which means that we're in our third month uh, of lockdown. Um, and I've got another equally random collection of things that have happened and things I've been thinking about. Uh, but to start off with, um, to reassure anybody who's concerned, we won't actually be mentioning anything to do with the social protocols of uh, walking down a road without a pavement today. So you are you have a week off, uh, as there's been no further listener update. Um, right, well if we're ready to go, let's have a little bit of that intro guitar. <laughs> I noticed something today that I've known about for years but never really stopped to think about it and it actually wasn't because of something I was doing. I was watching my wife um, this morning and realised that something that she was doing was something I'd been doing for ages and uh, I kind of had that moment of when the hell did that happen um, and it's a th- it's all to do with balance. <clears throat> it's all to do with The fact that I don't seem to be able now to take off certain um, items of clothing without either sitting down or having to stop and think about it seriously before I try because uh, of the fear that I'll fall over. Um, And that sounds... That sounds worrying. That sounds like I've turned into some form of geriatric. And, and it's not uh, anything to do with some form of frailty or instability. It's to do with the fact that certain tasks now I don't seem to have the, the same balance for that I used to have. So taking socks off is something now that I will sit down to do. And I wouldn't always have sat down to do, but when I lean forward to take off a sock now, I seem to think that I'm going to fall over. Trousers are equally the equally the same. Um, and it got me thinking about when, <clears throat> when did that actually start to become a thing? Um, and I then kind of put it together with running because for quite a while now, if I want to stretch out um, you know, my calves when I finish running and grab the back of my ankle and sort of stretch it up sort of from the knee behind behind me that I can't do that now without actually holding on to somebody or something. Yet when I watch um, the kids at football doing it, when they're stretching out, they seem to be able to manage it absolutely fine. So at what point does the balance go whereby these tasks now are something you have to stop and uh, you have to stop and think about? Um, and simple answer is I don't know Tuesday so I mentioned last week in the podcast I think it was in the the final section that I'd been working on another podcast with um, a guy called Steve Hogarth who is a singer in a band called Marillion. Now, they've been the band uh, of my life. I've been following the band for 30 plus years um, all around the time when he joined the band. So he wasn't the original singer. He joined in 1989, if memory serves. Um, And I've been... You know, I've been into the band particularly, I was into the band before, but I've particularly been into the band since he joined. Um, so that, you know, that, that takes us to the 30-year the 30 mark. 
And uh, I happened to have a conversation with him and we decided that we'd, we'd do this podcast. And it was meant to be just a very relaxed and, and sort of low-key thing, talking a little bit about his life and things that had shaped his life and also elements of his songwriting and, and those kind of things. So we uh, we nailed these before the, the lockdown started and um, and we've been working on the format and getting everything right uh, and the timing and everything for the, for the last few weeks. And, and, and the first episode went live last Friday and then um, the first, um, which was kind of like a trailer episode, and then the first episode proper um, went live yesterday. So all through the day yesterday, I was keeping an eye on how it was going in terms of the downloads and what the response had been. And Steve had done some, uh, he'd done some social media work. So we knew we knew that people were getting to know about it, and we knew that there was going to be a fairly instant reaction and Marillion fans are um in that group of you know fans that you could affectionately term as 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 kind of nutters because they really really Marillion fans are very into being Marillion fans and very into into the band so they're very loyal and they you know and they seek out um new material and they, they seek out things to do with the band so we knew we knew it would be you know a, a fairly strong response um to the to the project and to the podcast when they went out and I was watching the numbers all through uh, all through yesterday, and the numbers were, were were great. And I don't know why, but when I woke up this morning, I uh, I I went to a thing called Chartable, and Chartable is a a, a way of finding out uh, who is listening to what in what podcast genres. So you've got the overall UK podcast chart, but then podcasts are sorted into into loads of genres, and you can go and you can look at those categories and see you know, how your podcast is doing because every podcast is is popped into one or two or three three categories. So um to my astonishment, um I ran I picked up the Corona Diaries um podcast, which is what, what this thing's called, and uh and, and got the breakdown of stats. And the first thing that hit me was that we were number one in the music interview podcast chart for the UK. Uh, we were also number one for the music interview chart in the Netherlands and in Denmark and in Finland. Um, and that kind of floored me and stopped me in my tracks because um, I never expected to to be a, a, a chart topper, um, so to speak. And I know... I know it's only a particular genre and part of the of the podcast charts, but music's a fairly big thing, and there's a lot of music podcasts out there. So to be, be to be top of the music interview chart really really did sort of stop me in my tracks. And then I did a bit more digging, and and we were number three in the music category overall, um, and that includes some you know some big hitters in that category. And we were in the top two hundred of UK podcasts. Full stop. Now. There's 66 million people live in the UK and a lot of people listen to a lot of podcasts. And there's a lot of podcasts that have huge numbers attached to them. Um, so to be in the top 200 for the UK and to actually to 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 be number one in the category that we were primarily placed in and to be, you know, number number three in the music thing was was a real kind of dream come true moment and a real kind of pinch me moment through through the course of the day. So you know we we've got more episodes to do and hopefully that that 
phenomena will will happen again but um i did wander around and i have wandered around um beaming kind of all day and literally telling telling anybody that would that would listen really <laughs> Wednesday. What's the protocol for showering before you exercise? Um, I when I go for a run, I like to run early in the morning, so I don't shower before I go out. Uh, except the fact that I'm, you know, going to come back sweaty and clammy and fairly horrible and hair plastered everywhere and what have you. So I can't see the point in getting a shower to, um, you know, before I I run. Um, and and that's fine, and I'm I'm still absolutely f- fine with that. I don't stop and chat to anybody particularly. So the fact that I'm you know not the most pleasant human being to be around, I can kind of live with. Um, but this week I started going out for a walk uh, on the days when I wasn't running. So I try and run every other day, and in normal times I I you know accept that the sort of three or four times I run a week plus the football training with the with the kids. Um, is you counts as the as the exercise, so that's fine. I think we've all got a little bit more conscious of exercise in lockdown, and so I thought, well, you know what? I was feeling a bit guilty. I wasn't doing something on alternate days, so I've started going out for a going out for a walk. Um, but the thing is, I've um, I've passed two or three people I've known while I've been out having a walk, and stopped and had a little chat whilst you know making sure that all the normal social distancing rules have 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 been maintained we've we've sat and, and I'm very lucky because we can within a couple of minutes you're walking kind of in, in the countryside so it's easy to to be a bit a bit more spread out from people but I've then been very conscious when I've arrived home that I looked absolutely shocking um and because I'm six weeks in between haircuts and I normally have my hair cut every couple of weeks as my hair grows ridiculously quickly, then what I tend to do is I'll have a shower and I will slap on a ridiculous quantity of gel. Um and that kind of keeps everything kind of wedged in place for the day. So if I'm doing a video call or if I'm out and what have you, that that, that I'm not looking like um, you know, the doc from Back to the Future. Um quite as badly but in the mornings when I've gone out for a walk because I've been going out again about 6 6 30 I've been thinking right okay well it's not it's not a problem I you know I won't bother what's the point I'm going to come back I'm potentially going to be again having you know done three four five miles walking I'm gonna I'm gonna be in need of a shower I'll wait but in both you know both days I've done it this week I've I've, I've bumped into somebody so um I'm now thinking that I really perhaps ought to shower before I go for a walk because, as I'll be dressed anyway, uh, I ought to have a, a you know be able to present a better kind of image of myself. But then I'm going to want to shower when I get back because I'm going to be a bit sweaty and horrible. So then we're into a two shower day, all because I'm concerned about the way that my hair looks. Um, I'll take advice on this one um, because I don't really know what to do. And I'm sure those people I've bumped into would forgive me for looking in absolute state. Um, so let's throw it open. If you're out doing your, your walk and you're doing it early in the morning, are you making an effort with your appearance before you go? Or are you just doing that kind of walk of shame and just thinking, great, well, it, it, it just doesn't matter. <laughs>
today. So Boris is back. Boris is back uh, and not being a man to do things by halves, he's he's come back having had a fairly significant case of coronavirus and become a father for the fifth, sixth, seventh time, not really sure. Uh, I don't think anybody's really sure uh, what number it is, but he's 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 back with new baby in tow. Um, and all of which is fine, and I'm and I'm pleased for him, and I wish them both the very very best. And obviously, I'm pleased that he's you know he's he's healthy. Um, but he's back, and we and you know he's said today that we're past the peak. So um, he's he's appeared back on the scene, and and we're past the peak. So everything's. Everything's moving in the right direction, um, and if it sounds like I'm being a bit flippant about that, then I'm not. Um, it just seems a bit strange that you know he reappears on the scene and suddenly everything's fine, even though it seems to be going a little bit against what was being said not more than two or three uh, days before. But it brings me to a, a more serious point, which is about um, lifting the lockdown. Um, because I can see ways out of um, out of the situation we're in. I can see a, you know a, a phased kind of um, return to a. Oh no, I think it's going to be a return. I think this a phased transition to a slightly newer, slightly freer way of of being over the next sort of week um, to you know one, two, three weeks maybe. Um, but I think there's something fundamental that we're not talking about underneath, and it's something that came up in a conversation I had with my mum today, which was that however much I think we lift, I think we're going to then separate um, society a little bit. Because I can't see a situation where by by allowing the kids to go back to school and more people to go back to work... um, and there to be some more controlled social interaction, that that's going to include people um, like, you know, my parents or my wife's parents, so the kids' grandparents, because they still fall into the at-risk categories. And surely if you're going to continue to want to protect those people, which was the, the whole reason for doing what we've, we've done, for, you know, pr- protect that part of society and therefore protect the NHS that you're you can't then allow um you know more even limited family interaction if at other points in time the family members you know like myself and and the kids and 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 my wife if they're then having more interaction they've had over the past month or six weeks so I do think we're going to, you know, I do think we're going to find ourselves very shortly to the point where there will be some reintroduction of schooling for children. And I think that more people are going to be able to go back to work. And I think there will be more things open and available um, that that it, that we're not necessarily encouraged to do, but we're not discouraged from doing either. So I don't think mass social gardens are going to be anytime soon. And the area that I've always worked in, which is, you know, music and live music, I think is going to be battered I think we're a long time before we're looking at things like that again but I do think that there'll be phased reduction introduction of things like you know restaurants coffee shops wider forms of retail Uh, and I think we will slowly start to 
um, re-engage with those things, though I don't know if we'll engage them in quite the same way. But the, the, the point I just wanted to really to make was that there's, an, there's a chance that all of this will come whilst saying to a part of society, you've still got to stay over there and watch from the sidelines. For all the right reasons, I'm not saying that's something that shouldn't be done. To me, it seems a, a slight inevitability of, of what's going to come next. But in our quest to maybe try and lift the lockdown, we potentially are going to leave part of the group of us behind. And maybe we should think about that a little bit before we rush headlong into getting to the garden centre. Friday. Wow, it's Friday. It's Friday and it's the 1st of May and it's another lockdown week done. That's week six, I believe, since, or it's six weeks since uh, we had the message to say that pubs and clubs and all those kind of things had to close before we, you know, and the schools were going to close. So it's six weeks. Um, and as is my Friday tradition through this period, then I just want to take a moment to shout out some of the things that um, maybe wouldn't have happened had we not been going through the lockdown phase. So just take a, a moment to to take a little bit of, of um, to have a smile and take some pleasure in the things that, that, that actually are positives through this period. Um, the first one, because it was mentioned on a video call I was on the other day, and then it it was something that I'd seen on a little clip on um, Twitter, I think, on the Bash Report. And it was all about um, eyebrows. And it, and it was, uh, and without wanting to be sexist, it was it was uh, um, talking about females who uh, constantly had plucked on non-existent eyebrows and how lockdown was having an effect because these eyebrows were uh, not able to get the normal amount of treatment they were getting and they were reappearing and going somewhat wild. And there was some very nice imagery and, and it was very funny of, of sort of people with things like Brillo pads effectively, you know, glued above their eyes uh, from the, the normal manicured um, kind of look that to the new kind of own natural wild eyebrow look that that they hypothesized was sweeping the nation. So I'll put a link on the show notes to it. It was it was highly amusing, but it was nice to have that that little moment just to think about those kind of weird things because we're all going through it and I know I've mentioned my hair in, in an earlier part on the podcast but I mean my hair is shocking I've got hair growing over my ears I haven't had hair growing over my ears since I was about 12 so um you know but I'm treating it all with you know and very tongue-in-cheek and just just smiling at myself every time I look in the mirror particularly with with bedhead in the morning um the other thing um, or one of the other things this week was bird feeders. Um, I um, I went to the first non-supermarket shop I've been to in six weeks. I popped into to Wilco's and um, we needed a few things that I could only get from that kind of store. And while I was there, I, I picked up some bird feeders because I'd made the bird table, which I talked about weeks and weeks ago. And we're getting lots of birds back in the garden. So I bought some feeders to encourage more birds back and hung one on the tree and hung one on the fence and... And it's been great because the garden has become an absolute... It's a cacophony of noise. Uh, but it's it's so nice to have so many different birds in the in the garden. And I don't know why we've never done it before, but it's taken that, that kind of lockdown moment of building a bird 
table to actually then start to really encourage the birds into the back garden. So that's that's been great, and that's kind of moved on a uh, a notch this week. Um, I've really enjoyed, really really enjoyed one of the things that's been floating around on Facebook. Um, which I wouldn't have probably made any time for. These kind of things wouldn't have happened in quite the same extent. So there's lots of photo sharing from past holidays and different points in time, and people are looking back and smiling at things that have happened in the past. And one of the things that's going around is a top ten of albums that have been a big influence on your your life. And as anybody who's who's read any any of High Fidelity by Nick Hornby knows blokes do lists it's what we do we do top fives and we do top tens and we love to do top fives and top tens so to so to have a top 10 album thing to focus on for a few days has, has been great and i'm i'm up to number um i need to do today's actually i haven't done today's yet and i'm up to number i think today will be number seven um actually number eight number seven number eight number eight so i've um i've i've had some cliff and I've had some Dire Straits, had some Marillion, um, you know, had some Rolling Stones. Uh, the Alarm's been in there, and it's really taken me back to points in time. And then the people that I was talking to and listening to that music with at the time, and the gigs that I went to with the people that I went to those gigs with. So that's that's been really great, and has actually uh, been a lovely moment to stop and and reflect. And then the final thing, and it and. I, it's a little thing. Um, I was out having a walk this morning and there was a guy walking to me the other way and he'd been out to collect a paper and I saw in the distance and he turned and he saw somebody down the street who he obviously knew and he waved and they had one of those little conversations where they couldn't talk to each other because they were too far away. So it was kind of a, more of a gesture type conversation. But the look on this guy's face as he was able to catch up briefly with somebody he's not seen for a while, um, was was just beautiful. Um, and I think when I've bumped into a couple of people, which I mentioned uh, when I've been out walking this week, or when those little chance meetings, I saw a friend, I was out running yesterday, saw a friend, she was out for a run, we, had a, we were able to wave. And you find yourself with, your heart jumps for a moment, um, so those things that we used to totally take for granted that now are those little moments of surprise, they are taking on such extra resonance because we can't just go and have a cup of coffee or a chat with the people that we're used to spending lots of time with. And to see it written all over this guy's face today um, was was really was really quite um it, 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 again, it was a little thing that I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to go as melodramatic as to say it brought a lump to the throat, but it it did in a little way um, because the emotion was just there and it was all over his face and it was so genuine. It was so genuine and so honest and so um, you know just just completely impromptu. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with that. I'm gonna leave you with that little those little moments that um, that we're taking more pleasure in now than we perhaps would have done, you know, two months ago. Um, and that brings us to another another week, first uh, of May, um, new month. Um, you know, and I hope those of you that are listening are still are still enjoying. And please share with anybody and 
please, you know, if you want to leave a review, please, please do. Uh, I'll get off my high also out of bad reviews. Um, and in and in the meantime, just take care and stay safe, and think that if we are allowed to change our behaviour a little and maybe loosen up with what we're doing, just just take a thought for those who might not be in quite the same position that we are, um, you know, because it's going to be a long, long time before we really can do all the things that we really want and really spend time with other people we really want to spend time with. So stay safe. I'll speak to you all very soon. Have a great weekend. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.